Chapter 18. Whale Tech. Before we get started on the new healthcare system, let's pause for a moment to consider all that we have and need. How far have we come since part one of the book? Diseases were recognized too late. When symptoms appeared, their cause was not known and only the symptom could be treated. Since diseases could neither be prevented nor cured, many diseases became chronic. Very few patients benefited from their medicines. Men lived shorter lives than women. Less educated people, shorter lives than educated people. Medicine and science, that always focused on only one organ, had led to a dead end. Moreover, biomedical research was often unreproducible, of poor quality and not patient-centered. Even big pharma giants seemed to be heading towards the demise. Life expectancy growth stagnated or declined in some countries, even as the cost of health steadily increased. But here, in part two, everything changed. I hope I have been able to show that there must and will be a tremendous surge of innovation and a new medicine. After that, research and practice will be done in interdisciplinary systems medicine teams, both with massive support from machine learning algorithms. Like us, they will soon understand more and more the exact molecular causes of disease, as well as possible triggers or amplifiers in the microbiome and exposome. This will allow us to detect disease earlier or even prevent symptoms from ever occurring. As a result, there are now no chronic diseases, only chronic risks that are kept in check or, with gene therapy, even cured, so that the disease has disappeared from the body. As a patient, you can be sure to benefit from prevention or therapy tailored to your individual needs. Biomedical research is now reproducible of excellent quality and patient-focused and has essentially achieved its goals in terms of disease and health. Our life expectancy has increased and is gradually reaching the humanly possible maximum of about 125 years. Men now live the same length of life as women and everyone is sufficiently educated or individually coached so that lack of education is no longer a disadvantage in terms of life expectancy. And the healthcare system is not unaffected by all these changes. It is changing along with it, both always and primarily for the benefit of the individual. People are moving from the peripheral role of occasional users of health services to the center. Everything revolves around you constantly. And with it, numerous business models and questions of reimbursement and financing of health and health maintenance are also changing. Pharmaceutical giants, as we once knew them, have disappeared. For a few years, they filled any remaining gaps in classic drugs and then went on to develop or optimize gene and cell therapeutics. In the meantime, they are manufacturing companies that produce off-patent generics 
cheaply in Europe or the US, also to end the dependence on Indian and Chinese companies and the frequent supply problems associated with this, and sometimes still somewhat optimize the drug substances. But it is not only companies that have disappeared, but also completely new industries, indeed a whole branch of industry, are emerging. Drivers and of course economic profiteers of this new medicine are entirely new healthcare companies and business sectors. Alphabet and Google, Amazon and Apple, but also other platform companies which belong to the top 10 worldwide. To you as a patient, I strongly recommend that you inform yourself and no longer simply go to the nearest hospital or general practitioner, but to the one that has been proven to provide the best care and the best results. To do this, you should be able to access valid, transparent data without circumstance to make this decision. Nowadays, If you were to provide transparent information about high complication rates in a clinic or at a doctor's office, you would immediately be threatened with injunctions. That should not be allowed to happen. And let's think even further, why shouldn't you be treated via telemedicine by a doctor in a neighboring country if he or she is the absolute expert worldwide, especially in rare diseases, for example? Why should every country, however small, must have its own expert for every disease. Even for surgeries, it is now possible via robotics to have them performed by a doctor in another country. But is everything positive about the new medicine? Does artificial intelligence also harbor dangers? Can we go too far? with the mechanization and manipulation of our bodies? 